Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses joining us. I want to welcome our South Shore Campus Gulf Coast online here at Little Creek and our newest campus joining us, what we're really excited about, our Orleans Justice Center campus. Come on, can we just welcome all those men and women that are joining us right now? So excited to have you guys. I want to kick off our Christmas series, and I want to talk to you about the Christmas miracle. The Christmas miracle. I do want to say uh, our Christmas Eve services, we've got some inserts and some invite cards. Uh, we'll have over 10,000 people uh, at our Christmas Eve services at all of our campuses, Thursday night, uh, Friday, Saturday. Again, all the different campuses you need to check out uh, the times. It is going to be fantastic. One hour candlelight service. One hour candlelight service. 2,000 years ago, an event that happened transformed the world. 2,000 years ago, the very first Christmas, a miracle took place in a tiny village, an obscure village called Nazareth. It wasn't in this big metropolis. It wasn't in this huge city. It wasn't in a huge port city that so much took place in this ancient world and these big port cities. No, it was, it was actually in a very obscure place, a tiny place in northern Galilee. It was it was a city called Nazareth. It was there that a teenage girl was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and was given a gift. But the gift was not just for her. The gift was actually for the whole world. And that gift transformed the generations. That gift transformed culture. That gift transformed you and I. Over the next three weeks, we are going to talk about a miracle. Now I'm going to coin it and I'm going to term it. I'm going to call it the Mary miracle. It's the Christmas miracle, but more specifically, it was a miracle that happened in Mary that transformed not only her life, but has transformed our lives today. Speaking of miracles, by the way, very, very important. Boudreaux was late for Christmas shopping. Really concerned about Clotilde, had to make sure he got her a good gift. So he went all the way. He went uptown. I mean, he went to, he went to uptown Abbeville. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And he had to get her a gift. And so he was really concerned because it was late and, and he was shopping and he was going to go shopping. And so he, was, he, 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 he prayed to God. <clears throat> he said, God, I need a miracle. I need a parking spot, God. If you'll give me a parking spot, I mean, right by this real fancy store, God, I pray, I pray that I will go to church every Sunday the following year, every Sunday. And God, I promise you, I'm going to quit getting drunk. I promise you, God. <laughs> Lord, he just looked up at heaven. God, give me that parking spot. Sure enough, he turns around the corner, and there's this parking spot. He says, Lord, never mind. I already found one. <clears throat> <laughs> he forgot where his miracle came from. Come on. <laughs> Everybody say, don't forget. Come on, don't forget. Don't forget where your miracles come from. That was good. The Christmas miracle, the incarnation, it really comes down to the joy of getting pregnant. It really does. Pregnancy and Christmas have a lot of similarities. It's interesting when you think about pregnancy, all you ladies that have been pregnant or currently pregnant. Matter of fact, our worship team, you know, we've got several of the ladies that are pregnant. I actually told them, I said, would you mind spacing us out a little bit? I mean, my gosh, we can't have all the ladies. I mean, nothing, we'll have a male quartet up here. Come on, you know. I mean, they're all, they're all, they're all pregnant, but, but pregnancy has, has a lot of cool things attached to it. You find out somebody's pregnant and you say, what's the name going to be, you know? And, course if you get pregnant you start thinking about you know what the names you get little name books or you look online now and 
Of course, my wife got pregnant. We, they didn't, online wasn't a big deal back then. So, so you know, everybody, you have these books and you go to the store and you get the books. You start talking about the names and you start talking about the different characteristics and you want to make sure, and you're thinking, man, I hope that they have this and I hope that this child looks like this. And if it's a girl, I, and, and of course, as, a, as, as I thought, if we have a boy, I hope he doesn't have my forehead and nose. I want him to have a nice, remember when you're a kid, listen, whatever kind of hair you had, you wish you had something different. I want a curly hair as a kid. All the curly hair people wanted straight hair. I mean, so, and when, you, when you're having a child, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you, you're, you're hoping and you're praying, you know, I hope that they've got this and I hope that, and, and, and what will they be like? Three times I've heard my wife say, I'm pregnant. And those words never failed to grab the attention of a husband, a dad, and of course my kids are getting a little bit older. I have one in college now, it's in, in, in a couple of years, in two, three, four, five, I don't know when, and, 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 and I'm sure I'll be getting a call, Lord willing, from, from my children saying, uh, Dad, you know, my wife and I, or Dad and my husband, we're, we're, we're pregnant, and, and that'll be exciting, because I, I'm excited about having grandkids one day. Isn't that exciting? By the way, grandkids, you do know what they are, right? They're a reward for not killing your kids when they were teenagers, you know. It's a, <laughs> Yeah, come on, all the grandparents. Come on now. It's exciting. So, so, so exciting. Christmas is, has a lot to do with pregnancy. And today in this series, we're going to look at the most amazing, important pregnancy of all time. It really is. The most important pregnancy of all times. Oh, there were other that were important. But this is the most important, the most important, where God chose to put his hand upon a young teenage peasant girl from Nazareth. You know the Christmas story. We've heard it said so many times. I mean, even people that don't know Christ, that there's something about December, there's something about that, that, that feeling in the air. Again, Christmas, Christmas. And, and there's something about, they start asking the question that, 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 that there was this girl and a long time ago and, and she was impregnated. That's called the incarnation, by the way. What is the incarnation? The incarnation is when the divine impregnated the, the, the human. That, that when God, the Holy Spirit, placed a baby inside of Mary's womb called Jesus. Pregnancy takes two people. It does. And in this pregnancy, the incarnation, it took the divine and the human. There's nothing, there's, a, there's nothing to compare with this pregnancy right here. The miracle of pregnancy, it's, it's so powerful. It's very, very, very connected to the miracle of Christmas. Let me tell you something about pregnancy and, and Christmas. It really does have a lot to do with surprises. Jennifer, several times when, one specifically was a total surprise to us. I thought, my gosh, it's a total surprise. And, and by the way, why you say, Pastor, why is it connected to, to surprises? Just like gifts that you buy for people. Surprises. Don't you like surprising people? Listen, I like getting gifts, but I like giving gifts. Because I like surprising people. Anybody like surprising people? I love it. I love it. Their face. I love how they look. and I love how excited they get because of the surprise. i never forget when I was in 1979, 1980, one of those Christmases. I was 11 years old and, and uh, very excited because uh, I had a wish list. I wanted something, but I wasn't sure if I was going to get it. And I was surprised. I mean, I was big time surprised. Matter of fact, I was blown away because I got something that was an absolute surprise and I was so proud of it. 
I got in 1979, y'all ready for this? An Adidas warm-up suit. Matter of fact, it looks something like this. I wanted to show you. Literally, now that wasn't me. Go back to that picture. Don't you dare pull the scripture up when I... This is so powerful. so powerful. Can I tell you the funniest thing in the world? May God be my witness. If you were not here last night at our Saturday night service, listen to me. I'm not making this up. Pastor Blake Boudreaux, this was not an act, was wearing almost the exact same jacket as this last night. I brought him up on stage. It was amazing. I asked him if he got it in 1980. But anyway, so... I was so excited when I got that. I was so pumped up. I wore it. I was so proud of it. I, it was just so, but it was a, everybody say it. It was a what? A surprise. Christmas is about surprises. Often getting pregnant is about a surprise. And getting gifts. Do you know God likes to surprise us? Do you, God likes to surprise us. Matthew chapter, I love this scripture about God giving gifts in Matthew chapter seven. Listen to this. If you then being evil, we're humans, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more will your heavenly father in heaven good, give good things? God gives gifts. God wants to surprise you with gifts. God wants to surprise you with his blessing. God, God wants to, listen to me. God wants to surprise you. I believe this with all of my heart, with miracles. I believe that God wants to do miracles in our lives. How many of y'all believe that God still does miracles today? I'm talking about miracles. If you believe that God does miracles, which I believe that, then listen, then you've got to understand this very powerful miracle called the Mary miracle. Because the Mary miracle is, is, it is such a powerful miracle. Yes, when God the Holy Spirit impregnated Mary and there is what's called the incarnation. And no, God is not impregnating people in the sense of the Son of God coming forth. But I tell you what he is doing. He's impregnating people with dreams and visions and hopes and, and, and expectations for the future. God's impregnating people with, listen, supernatural power. Some of you are in business situations and you need a miracle from God. Some of you are in situations with your family and you need a miracle from God. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is still overshadowing people today. The Holy Spirit is still invading people's worlds today. And yeah, for some of you, it is a complete surprise. For some of you, you've been praying for a long time. Oh God, I need your power. Oh God, I need your blessing. And God is desirous to move in your life. God wants to do miracles in our lives today. If you have your Bible, I'm going to read the Christmas story. And I'm going to read a little bit more than I usually read. I'm going to read verse 26, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, all the way down to verse 48. Because I want to set up something that we're going to be talking about over the next three weeks. Because let me tell you, regardless of the situation that you're in, regardless of the constraints that are in your life, I'm telling you, God wants to overshadow your life. God wants to move in your life. God wants to do supernatural things. I believe that. Listen to me. I want to say a statement. I believe it. You are the material. I'm talking to every single person online, all of those of you here at Little Creek. You are the material that God wants to work his signs, wonders, and miracles through. How does miracles happen? We're about to see. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Watch this. This is so powerful. So powerful. All right, we're going to read a little bit more scripture than I usually do. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed. The word betrothed there would be analogous to a contemporary um, engagement. 
That's basically what us. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she saw she was troubled at his saying. And consider what manner of greeting this was. This angel appears to her. What's up? This is, I'm overwhelmed. Why are you doing this? And then the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Remember, she's engaged. Joseph and her had not experienced intimacy physically yet and now, and now this angel is saying, you're going to be pregnant? How's this going to happen? Listen, talk about surprises. One of the biggest surprises to Mary, how am I going to get, listen, think about surprises. Just think about what Joseph was thinking when, she, when he found out she was pregnant. That's a whole other message. But anyway, so, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, this is how you're going to get pregnant. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. How many know the Holy Spirit still comes over people today? The Spirit of God still wants to come upon people's lives today. And therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Verse 36, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Who was that Elizabeth conceived who? John the Baptist. John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. And this is now the sixth month for her who has been called barren. For with God, can y'all say that with, with me the count of three, this scripture, one, two, three. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Don't tell me that God doesn't still do miracles. Maybe you need a miracle in your business. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your physical body. Maybe it's in your mind, in your soul, in your relationship. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Isn't that powerful? Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to my natural mind. I don't know how this is going to happen. You ever been there before? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. I can't figure it out. This is above, this is above my mental ability to kind of maneuver and figure this thing out. But be it unto me according to your word. If you said it, God, I'm just going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. Next week, I'm going to talk about how God will speak through his word, how God speaks to the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. God will speak to you. And the angel departed from her. A couple more verses. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. That was John the Baptist inside of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you. Uh, then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Mary. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting was sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Three more verses. Blessed is she who believe, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her. Elizabeth is prophesying over Mary. You are blessed of God. The, 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 my Lord shall come forth from you. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit is rejoiced in God my Savior. Watch this. 
For he has regarded the lowly state of my maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. There is a miracle that's taking place right here. The miracle of all miracles. The merry miracle, though, is it's the pathway that God uses. Listen to what I wrote. In doing the miraculous. Mary's miracle did so much. Here God proved throughout all time that he loved people. And that God chooses, don't miss this, that God chooses to bring his miracles. Please don't miss this. God chooses to bring his miracles into the earth through people. God could have created, listen, let me tell you, this whole experience. Let me, do you realize that Jesus was not created in Mary's womb? Jesus existed before. Jesus is God. He's the uncreated one. God the Father, God the Son. You've got to see this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the uncreated one. But there was a moment when Jesus, God, listen, the second person of the Trinity took on human flesh and came in the womb of Mary as a baby. You have to see how powerful this is. God the Father could have placed God the Son, Jesus, on the earth as a mature man, just like he did with Adam. Boom! Jesus could have been a 30-year-old man, but he chose, but he chose to work through a human. He chose to work through Mary to bring the Messiah into the earth. I had a guy one time tell me, Pastor, I need a miracle. I'm just believing God. And I said, in the way that he was talking, I said, it's almost like you think, let's open the windows. Here comes the Holy Spirit. He's going, wait, let me just tell you something. When God does a miracle, let me tell you how he does it. God does a supernatural miracle, but he'll do it through you. God will do it through somebody else. God will do something supernatural. Remember when the feeding of the 5,000? When God wanted to feed 20,000 people, 5,000 men could have been up to 20,000 people. How did he do it? Did he drop bread from heaven? I'll tell you how he did it. He used some little boy's bread and he multiplied that French bread <laughs> and it fed thousands of people. Let me tell you what God often does miracles. He'll take what you've got and he'll multiply it. He'll supernaturally do something that is unexplainable. He uses your faith. He uses your life. The Mary miracle is, listen, is that God the Father could have placed God the Son on the earth as a mature man, but he chose to put him as a baby inside of Mary because God loves to use people. God uses ordinary people. God uses obscure villages and allows people to come forth to change the world. I want to give you three things about a Mary miracle because I believe that God's in the miracle business. There's areas in my life where I need supernatural and I need God to do some cool, amazing, miraculous things. But one of the things I realize is that God's gonna do it through me or around me when I am open and willing. Let me give you these three things about a merry miracle. Number one, the making of a miracle. The, prom the preeminent miracle of all history is the miracle of the incarnation. Yes, what is the incarnation? When God the Holy Spirit impregnated, God the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, impregnated Mary with the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, and a baby was born from Mary's womb. Listen to me very closely. This is important. Mary did not create Jesus. Mary carried Jesus. We don't create miracles, but we carry divine miracles. My God, that was good preaching right there. You've got to see that. We don't generate miracles, but we carry what God wants to do supernaturally in the earth. 
What miracle are you in need of? What, what, what is it that you're believing God for? This miracle was so powerful. It demonstrated something to the world. The Mary miracle was not only intended to be the model, the first of the type of miracles, but it wasn't intended to be the only one. God still uses human beings today. God still uses people's faith today. God still wants to do signs, wonders, and miracles in the earth today, but he wants to do it through your life. And he wants to do it through the lives of those around you. Luke chapter one, verse 30. Then the angel of the Lord said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. The very first step, listen to me very close, the very first step, and you're about to see this, the very first step of a Mary miracle is God speaks. Everybody say, God speaks. See, God speaks, then God works, then God works through. God speaks, then God works in, then God works through. Whenever you need a miracle, if you want to be positioned for a miracle, you got to be positioned for God's voice because God speaks. Everybody say it. Number one, say it. God speaks. God will speak to you. God will speak through his word. God will speak through his spirit. And then God will work in you. That's what he did with Mary. And then God will work through you. I never forget when Church of the King was born. It wasn't my idea. I didn't conjure it up in my mind. I was a youth evangelist and I was asked, there was a church on the North Shore uh, that, it, that, that was here that, that had disbanded and my pastor across the lake, I was asked, I was a youth evangelist in a church in Metairie and he asked me, there was, a, there was some people that had approached him and, and asked, actually Dr. Gray Mule approached him and said, would you, would you help us to find a pastor? We want to start a church on the North Shore. Church of the King wasn't my idea. Aren't you glad that this is not my idea? This is a God idea. That, that this is, it. I mean, you know, it's not, it's, it's a God thing. Miracles are God things. Now we participate in God things. Don't ever forget that you participate in miracles. You participate. And so what was happening in the summer of 1999, my, I was driving back from Eunice, Louisiana, which is the Boudin capital of the whole world. Praise God. That's pretty amazing. And I was on the phone with my wife and, 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 and God spoke. We, I'd been asked for six months what I consider coming across the lake to start this church, what I consider. And, and, and the Holy Spirit, listen, I was in a Toyota Camry and I was on the phone with my wife. We had those, those phones. I, I had a phone. Remember when they were as big as briefcases? Come on, 1999. Y'all remember that? Teenage, you don't get that. That's all right. And the Holy Spirit, we, we were on the phone with my wife and the Holy Spirit, listen to me, spoke to me spoke to me, not audibly where everybody, but in my spirit. Here's what he said. I'm sending you across the lake to raise up a church to touch this region. We're not the only church, by the way. There's lots of great churches, but we're part of what God's doing. Listen to me. The thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have been saved and touched through Church of the King. Listen, can I tell you, it was God's idea, but God began the miracle through his voice. But he was looking for somebody, and he's still looking for people today that are willing to obey him that are willing to participate. What if Mary would have said, nah, not me? I believe we would have found somebody else, but she would have missed out on it. See, God's, God's wanting to do miracles in your life and in your family, but he's, but, he's, but, he's, but he's looking for someone that's open to his voice. Wow, and he's willing to push through the oddity of being spoken to. Wow, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. I mean, you know, when God speaks, sometimes we get scared. Fear not. Number two, the second thing that we see to, a, to this miracle, the Christmas miracle, listen, it begins with the Mary miracle. Let me tell you, without the incarnation, there would have been no Jesus. And without Jesus, there would have been no salvation because there would have been no cross and there would have been no resurrection. How many of you know her obeying God was a big deal? It's a big deal. 
Number two, God loves to work in ordinary, imperfect people to do extraordinary things. I know what some of you are thinking. Well, man, you know, if I was a pastor, you know, or a priest or somebody, you know, we're religious. No, 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 no. God loves to work through ordinary, imperfect people to do extraordinary things. Look at this says, Luke chapter one, verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I did not know a man? Verse 35. And the angel answered and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Next verse, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for who has been called barren. Let me give you one more verse. For with God, nothing will be impossible. This is not about you, Mary. This is not about your intellect. It's not about your social connections. It's not about you going to the right university. It's not about you having the right, uh, the right contacts on your iPhone, Mary. No, no, no. You don't understand something. Miracles do not happen because you're generating them. Miracles happen because God's generating them, but they are looking, God is looking to do them through some people for with God, everybody say for with God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I know what some of you guys are thinking, cause you've got bubbles over your head where I can read them captions. Well, pastor, you don't understand something. I'm not Mary. I know you're not Mary. Pastor, you don't understand something. I'm not perfect. I know you're not perfect. Pastor, you understand I messed up my past. Well, wait, time out. I did something shameful and it was dirty. Time out, time out, time out. Are you saying that the blood of Jesus can't forgive you and restore you? Are you saying that the spirit of God, listen, can't, listen, bring new life into you? Are you, are you saying that you, let me tell you, God loves to qualify the disqualified. God loves to use the ordinary. You want to know why he loves it? Because when, listen, when supernatural miracles take place, you can't take credit for it because you're not that good. Isn't that right? God loves to do that. God loves to do that. We let our insecurities, we let our situations, we let our failures frame our future. But we should allow God's word frame our future. We should allow the Holy Spirit to frame our future, the dreams and the visions that he has for us. I wrote this down. Those difficult, tough, and problematic things that invade our homes, our work, our family, and our minds, they have a way of taking over and dictating our restrictions. Too often we submit to that. Well, I can't be used by God because of this. Well, I can't really believe God because of this. I can't lead a born for this small group because after all, I've got some issues. And wait, time out, time out, time out. So really, so you've got to be perfect? There's only one perfect person. Only one perfect person. We're all in process. Like I said, my mom had a crock pot in the 1970s. Everything in the name of Jesus, everything was cooked in there. Everything was cooked. She washed clothes in there. Everything. <laughs> That crock pot, I can still see it. It was green and brown. It was ugly, but it matched the 70s decor. Are you with me? We are in a crock pot on low. We're all in process. None of us are perfect. None of us are qualified. I know some people, and I want to say this very respectfully, I know some people have elevated Mary to divine status to say that she's never sinned. No, Mary, Mary was just like you and I in the sense that she was a human. She had issues that she dealt with at times. Now she was deeply honored and we revere and we venerate in the sense of a, a, a respect because God chose her, but she was a human being. Are you with me? I mean, she probably got in the flesh at times and lost her temper with Jesus. Jesus, I told you, and he probably went, mother, it's okay, you're forgiven. I don't know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he did that or not, but I kind of made that up, you know. It's okay, mom, be at peace. <laughs> But she didn't get in the flesh with him. It was with those other brothers that he had. Isn't that right? 
oh gosh. It was James, his half-brother. We talked about James, you know. Again, how'd you like to be in the household with Jesus, always compared to Jesus, you know? Jesus always makes his bed. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me move on. Let me get back to the Bible. Some have almost elevated Mary to divine status, but the reality is she was an ordinary person, imperfect. Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the maid said, Mary said this about herself. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me. The maidservant, let it be to me according to your word. She actually called herself a lowly maidservant in the last verse 448. I, 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 she, didn't have an, she did not have an inordinate sense of her own exaggerated self-importance. She understood, how's this gonna happen? But I'm open. I'm open. Look at verse 48. Look at this. Luke 1, verse 48. She said this. Consider you're the lowly state. I, if there's anybody that knew she was ordinary, it's Mary. You ever felt ordinary before? All the talented people, get the breaks. Now let me tell you something. You are perfectly positioned by God if you're ordinary and you're imperfect. Perfectly positioned. Let me give you this third and final thing. We're talking about the Mary miracle, the Christmas miracle. Listen to me, I wanna say this one last time, I'm gonna say it one more time. No, I don't believe the Holy Spirit is impregnating people with the Son of God again, but I believe the Holy Spirit is impregnating people with miracles, with dreams and visions and hopes and expectations. And it's the same pattern. Everybody say, God speaks, God works within, God works through. Let me give you this third thing about the Mary miracle. God works through people that are willing. Are you willing? Are you willing to look a little foolish? Can you imagine Mary walking through the town? She's pregnant. Can you imagine what everybody's thinking to themselves? What's up? What's up? You're pregnant. Weren't y'all engaged? What's up? Can you imagine Joseph walking through town? <laughs> you know, I didn't do it. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, it's a real deal. How many of y'all believe the Bible's real? I, I believe it. It's a big deal. She had to be willing. She had to be willing to walk past some of the comments. When you want to be used by God to do a miracle, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to step out and believe and trust God. Sometimes it looks a little bit foolish to people. Sometimes it looks a little bit crazy. What are you talking about? Verse 48, from behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. I'm going to be blessed of God, but I'm going to step out. God doesn't need a name. God doesn't need a pedigree. God doesn't need a privileged ancestry. He uses broken. Listen, I love this scripture. Last one and I'll close. I'm just trying to fire you up. I'm trying to get you to believe this month. Let me tell you, why is it important for you to believe for the miraculous? Because miracles ultimately are not just for you. They want to, God wants to move through you to be able to help other people. The miracle, the Mary miracle wasn't just from Mary so she could say, I, I am the mother. No, it's, it's so, that, so that all of us could be touched. Her obedience was a is a blessing to all of us. I'll finish with this. First Corinthians 12. Who does God use? God has chosen the foolish things. Now, I'll say this respectfully. Recently, probably three or four months ago, this lady came to church and they had been part of our church and moved away or they're not part of our church anymore and she'd come, and she'd come back to church on a weekend and she, was, and she was in the foyer and I don't think she meant it to say it this way. She was an older lady and she goes, she goes Steve, I tell you what, you still are an idiot. 
I, I honestly believe she meant to say just silly or something. I don't know, but, but she said idiot, you know? And I was like, you know, I, I didn't know what to say. You know, I was waiting for her to quite qualify that, you know, like an anointed idiot, you know, cool idiot. <laughs> I, I really, I kind of threw me. I thought, idiot, that's like another level, you know? And I'm saying, I, I'm like, wow, okay, cool. But then I was reminded, but God has chosen the idiots of the world. Come on, I'm in good company. I'm gonna, to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak. Well, Pastor, you don't understand my past. You understand I went there, I was abused. God's chosen the weak. I was neglected. I was this. I was that. God's chosen the weak. You, you can't get out of this. Are y'all with me? You cannot get out of this. God has positioned you for the miraculous. God has chosen. Everybody say the weak. weak. Pastor, I just feel so weak. Great. Great. That's amazing. You've been chosen. Actually, if you feel strong and you're proud, God says, nah, because you're going to take credit for it. You feel weak? It's amazing. You are positioned. God loves to qualify the unqualified. He loves to move in his strength through the weak. So the world can be put to shame. Though that's my girl. Let me tell you what she went through. She was abused. She was rejected. She was neglected, but I, I saved her. I cleansed her. I raised her up. She's now a trophy of my grace, of my power, of my goodness. And when the world looks at her, they're going to know it was me and it wasn't her. That's what the world's going to look. God's going to see it. God's going to see it. I'll close with this. Why did God start with Mary? I'll tell you why. Because she was an ordinary, imperfect girl that was willing to believe. Willing to believe. We're going to talk about miracles this month. We're gonna believe for miracles this month. We're gonna expect God to do miracles this month, but he's gonna do them through people that trust him. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for your grace. I thank you for your power. Lord, you are a miraculous God. You're a God that heals. You're a God that saves. You're a God that delivers. You are a God who works signs and wonders through your people. If you're in this place today and you do not know Christ, the very first miracle it's a miracle of salvation when Jesus forgives you of your sin and he cleanses you and he gives you a new heart and a new life and a new reason to live. If you're in this place today and you do not know Christ, you're not sure about your relationship with Jesus, I want to pray for you. I promise you I'm not going to embarrass you. But right where you are at all of our campuses, our South Shore campus, our Gulf Coast joining us right there in the Orleans Justice Center. If you do not know Christ, you're not sure about your relationship with God. You're not sure if you die today that you're ready to stand before God. I want to pray for you. With everybody's heads bowed, would you just bow your heads? All of our campuses. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving right now. The Spirit of God is moving. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I'm not sure about my relationship with God. I'm not sure if I die today that I'm ready to stand before God. I can't save you. Church of the King can't save you. Jesus saves. What I can do is I can point you to the Savior. Jesus saves. Jesus forgives. Jesus heals. Jesus cleanses. Do you know Christ? Are you sure? If you die today, you're ready to stand before God. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask that the count of three, we just lift your hand, say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I need the blood of Christ to wash me. I want to be at peace with God. I need Jesus to save me. I want to surrender my life to him. If that's you, one, two, three.